Hi, I'm Madeline. And I'm Rickard. We're from the band Elaine. You're watching CMS TV. It's Iron Maiden right here from the Classic Metal Show from the uh, Power Slave release with uh, Two Minutes to Midnight. That one going out to uh, Sal for his friend Out of Work Dale. Still out of work, Dale. When's Dale going to be in work, Dale? I don't know. And uh, Gary Scadra checking in with uh, Rollins Band Step Back and Sydney Ralston checking in with... Uh, the Blue Garden from the band uh, Masters of Reality. All right. So some requests, some different requests coming in there. A lot of strange stuff, that segment. Yeah. Other than the Maiden. Exactly. All right. You got anything else? Well, let's talk about Guns and Roses, shall we? Yeah, I actually had that on the list as well. So go ahead. Well, they are. Um, they're back on the road. For the uh, not in this fucking lifetime tour, I guess continues After five years. Guess where? I guess we're still going to be in this not in this lifetime. Apparently, they, they, they must they must be getting along, enjoying those millions of dollars they're raking in. Uh, when when did uh, this tour start? Five years ago? Yeah, uh, something like that. Seventeen, eighteen. Yeah, it's been five years. Yeah, there's some funny audio of me and you out there going. There's never going to be a tour. Never. (laughs) Probably. I mean, you know, we, we, we've been wrong before. Oh yeah. But I, I actually just heard it the other day. It played on the 24 seven and I was listening and, and me, the big dumb, dumb ass that I am. I go mark it down now. Never will they play a show (laughs) (laughs) here. They are five years later fucking still still out there touring on the same tour yeah well you know what uh and and the you know guns and roses is is one of those anomaly bands that they're able to still tour and sell arenas on the strength of you know arguably three albums yeah but realistically one album yeah realistically one album but if you want to think call use your illusion two albums yeah, I'm yeah. saying they're, they're 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 able to tour because Appetite was so goddamn good. That's why. And, and and the thing is, is that came out in '87. Yeah, you know, so five years almost, ago. Yeah, it's almost 40 years old, mm-hmm. and they're still selling arenas on the strength of one album. Yeah, well, there's Chinese democracy. Let's not forget that. Let's not forget the spaghetti incident. That's true. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I mean, but seriously, I mean, uh, you know, obviously, uh, they, they capitalized on the, uh, MTV, uh, you know, because they had a lot of pretty lush videos, mm-hmm. MTV, uh, November rain and, and, uh, estranged and, yeah. uh, you know, uh, you know, obviously the sweet child of mine and all mm-hmm. the welcome to the jungle and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But regardless of that. Uh, they, they were an MTV band. They, they got in on it on MTV, uh, right at the height of it and wrote it out to the decline of it as far Mm -hmm. as music videos are concerned. Sure. So they got in at a really good time and, uh, people still, 
you know, and not that they didn't have any bona fide hits on commercial radio, but you know, they, they too were an MTV band. Yeah, they definitely were. All right. I want to put something to bed real quick before we get further in this. We have nothing to talk about with stupid Jennifer. Who Jennifer, who paint chip, Jennifer. We haven't heard anything about her in 10 years. Yeah, let, let's be clear on, on this with all subjects because people do this in the fucking chat room every week and it drives okay. me crazy. All right. If Doghouse wants to call in, he will. If Jennifer puts out a thing, we'll check it out. If Natalie puts out a thing, we'll go and check out Natalie's work. Right, right. We don't control any of this stuff. Yeah, it's if it's out there, we'll check it out, but... I don't think any of those people have done anything and recently no. not and that like do- aware of. and doghouse. We never were like, okay, man, let's, let's get together on Wednesday and plan out what you're going to do. He called in on his own volition on his own. We answered the call blind and we rolled with it. Right. We never planned doghouse ever. Nope. He did. He did what he did when he decided to do it. We had no idea if, and when he would ever call it. No, no, pre. there was nothing pre-planned ever. No, in the history of the show, I think there's what two pre-planned segments ever. The, the, uh, the, uh, talking, talking at at Best Buy. Mm -hmm. That was one. What was the other one? Oh, the Paul Stanley visiting the studio. Yes, Paul Stanley visiting the studio was the only other one. Yeah, and, you know, that was just a bit that we came up with, and that's why we never do bits. I mean, yeah. it wasn't that they weren't good. Actually, actually, who was it who did somebody, I think it was Bob Nobandian, or somebody said that they got sucked into that. And, mm-hmm. Oh, I know what it was. I was going through a bunch of old emails. Okay. And I had gotten an email from Bob Nobandian. And he said he totally got sucked into the whole Paul uh, Stanley. The, the, no, the Paul, the, uh, oh, the talking uh, metal. Yeah. <laughs> because you guys pulled that off. Like you were actually calling a Best Buy store <laughs> and Matt, your friend, Matt Wardlaw. He yeah. said, he said he totally pulled it off. Like he was like Best Buy manager. Mm-hmm. But then when he started talking about guys hanging out, uh, it, you know, in sleeping bags and setting up like a spaceship outside. And stuff. Right. Then I knew it was a spoof. <laughs> he said, but I totally, you know, his whole email was, I totally was sucked into this whole thing. Right. And then, then I realized that, you know, then it started getting a little too ridiculous. Yeah. It was a good one though. Yeah. It was fun. But that's, that's it. We don't plan this stuff. When Bob leather calls, it's on his own volition. We don't get with Bob Leather and say, all right, man, are you going to call this week? Are you going to call? What are you going to say? What are you going to talk about? What's the temperature in Florida? <laughs> you know, we, we, don't, we don't plan this stuff. It, it just, just all it just, happens. It just happens. The real Jeff Tate just happened. We had nothing to do with it. We rolled with it. We took it to wherever it went to, but we didn't plan it. People need to stop with this. You guys need to get them back on. We never get anybody on. We just, (laughs) they just called on their own. 
It's the same as Wes with the with the crews. Yeah, or or Cerberus. Remember Cerberus? Cerberus used to just call all the time. Yeah, he used to leave his messages, which was hysterical. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we've had a lot of different things that have come through the show, but none of them were planned. Yeah. All even the biggest bits that we've ever had happen were all just on the cuff. The the you know, the pontiffs come. <laughs> that was just because your friend Scott Clark. Yeah. You gotta get this guy on. He's so funny. He's yeah. so funny. Yeah, we got him on all right. Then he got on and he got speak speechless. You you just he just like totally Yeah, I floored him. I absolutely but all of that stuff, the rev, the attacks on the rev, all that stuff, that was all real. Kay and Abby, that was all just stuff that we just sort of found and found ways to make into something, I guess. You know, it just was It just was what it was. It, it, none of it was ever planned. Hell, no, me and Neely don't talk during the week about what we're going to talk about. No, it's like, well, tonight is a good example. The whole Gary Sharon fronting Van Halen. Yeah. We we had no I had no idea what that video was gonna do, but it just panned gold. I even said at the beginning of it, we're playing Russian roulette with this. It's like I had no idea that it was out there. I've never seen that before, but holy huh. shit, that was great. Yeah, Lou from the Lou. We we have no contact with Lou except when he calls in. I've never spoken to Lou outside of the calling into the show. Yeah. No emails, no calls, no nothing. We don't. That's not how we do our show. It's all spontaneous. This often. thing is always, which is why sometimes it just fucking stinks. I'll admit it. There are definitely times that I listen back and I'm like, wow, I could certainly tell we had nothing here. Yeah, it didn't go anywhere. Yep. That's when, and, and, and I'll even tell you guys how to know so that you can start fucking crabbing about this too. When I start going, uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. That means we got nothing. Yeah. Means there's there's nothing triggering any jokes or any conversation. And Neely does it too, but you don't do it as much as I do. No. Because my brain drips. Yeah, I, I try to I try to make something out of it. Well, just like mm. right, I told Sharon. Her, yeah, the Sharon. It's just like, no, keep on this. I there's I mm -hmm. think there's something there's might be something here. Yeah. And there was. And there was. There definitely was. We just had to get there. <laughs> that's why that's why look. And if we're pulling the curtain back, we can pull it all the way back. If Chris had his way, there would never be another phone call again. But Neely is smart enough to not only know that the calls are good, but know even when a call is flaming to just hang in a little bit longer because a lot of times then something comes out of it. Yeah, it'll just go off the rails all of a sudden. Where you would lose all of that with me because I would I would yank that phone dialer out of his fucking computer and throw it in the garbage. I hate calls. Yeah, it was brought up to me today. Um, I won't discuss who or anything, but it was brought up to me today that one of the funniest segments that this listener said was when um, I can't remember the guy's name. I think his name was Jeremy or something. He called from Broken Arrow oklahoma it was talking about the toothless chicks he was dating oh yeah yeah he said i never heard you laugh so hard in your life when he's talking about pissing in her car or something <laughs> yeah that guy yeah talk about being toothless and everything mm -hmm. <laughs> but that was just off the cuff it was just huh. like I, I knew a little bit about broken arrow 
uh, Oklahoma. Yeah. I'd been there. I've seen the people that live there. I know the area a little bit. Sure. And I just was asking questions just on an educated guess. Mm-hmm. And the guy just picked up on it and rolled with it. Yeah. And made, made some funny shit out of it. Mm-hmm. But that's the show we do completely off the cuff, completely random. And, and I'll be honest, even my other shows, I don't do them that way. Me and Eric, we talk, we talk during the week, at least a little bit about at least who the guests are going to be or whatever. And, um, Seth sends me stories all the time. He's constantly sending me stories. Hey, we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about that. I'm like, all right. But this show is fucking, it's going to stay that way too, because it works. It just works. It's free flow. It's just whatever crazy. Yeah. Whatever, whatever crazy bullshit comes up is what comes up. Yeah. There's, there's no plan. No, no. If, if we were getting paid, maybe there'd be a plan. Yeah. Where's those millions of dollars? No. Those millions of ONA dollars. (laughs) Chris just said. That the th- that he says means the segment sucks. What? Chris just said that the thing that he says means the segment sucks. I don't know what that means. I think he probably when I said that when I'm just like oh yang stuff. Well, to me they do suck. Yeah, that doesn't just, mean to you they sucked, but to it, me it, they do. It's like uh, you just don't think that it's going anywhere, and it's yeah. You know, and I zone out sometimes. I do. It's time to bail. Yeah, it's a long fucking show. Sometimes it's hard to stay razor sharp for six goddamn hours. <laughs> Let us bring you the funny. You sit yeah. here and you listen. Don't worry about what I said. Yeah. And yes, I will say some of the segments suck. You know what? Over twenty-eight years of six hours a week, some of the segments are going to stink. <laughs> it's not going to be the greatest shit ever. Some of the segments do stink. I know that. I certainly know that. But it's funny because the things that I think stink, you don't always think stink. And the audience doesn't think. Like, I can't stand the calls from Lou from the Lou. They make me want to fucking pull my hair out and (laughs) choke myself with it. Every once in a while, Lou gets a good one. But for the most part, when he's dropping N-bombs and just, you know, talking about hockey, I just want to. He's trying to be outrageous for the sake of being yeah. outrageous. It's like, dude, don't call. Just don't. But again, you you wait and wait and wait and wait, and then something pops up, and then it turns into something. Right. And, and where me, it would be like, click. It'd be, hey, guys, it's Lou from the click. That would be me. <laughs> that would be. Look at, look at, here's another one. Mark Nero. Right. I couldn't stand this fucking guy. Right. Mr. Fighting the Haitians. Oh, but that was one that you let go and it came out to fighting the Haitians. Right. He was fighting the Haitians. Which turned out to be an all timer. <laughs> you know, I mean that's that's it. You know, is is every, everybody's got a different taste in it, including me. Including Neely. I'm sure I'm sure when me and Ozzy Ace are going off on fucking costs of brothels for an hour at a time. <laughs> Neely does not give a fuck. Yeah. But he hangs around with it to hope for something funny to come out. Right? Yeah, I do. You so, got it. It's panning for gold is what it yeah. is. 
It's like, exactly. you, you know, you, you might be panning through pans and pans of mud, but all of a sudden there's that little shiny nugget. And That's it, right. There it is. Mm-hmm. And it is just what it is. Good. Jason, best, best answer you've had all night. I won't, I don't call anymore. Good. <laughs> Good call. Best call you've ever had. Not calling. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, that's all I wanted to say. Well, everybody keeps bringing up. What about, what about, what about? It's just like, it's out well, of our control. Yeah. It, but, but the thing is, is that it happened. It's in the past and you can't live on it. It's yeah. like, uh, you know, the thing is that's, that's why we don't do bits. Mm-hmm. Remember that time you guys did that? You should do that again. Yeah. Well, one that we tried and it just wasn't as good anymore was Talking Metal. Yeah. When I came back to the show, we tried to do Talking Metal twice. And both times it was ridiculously flat. Yeah. Because it just, you know, it lost its appeal. Yeah. Or we lost our edge that, that had that. We lost our attitude toward it. And that's mostly me. That was me coming back, not being quite as pissed off as I was before, you know, and I wasn't as angry. I wasn't looking to fucking hurt those guys anymore. Yeah. I was just looking to move on and do, do our thing. And it just didn't have the same, the same juice anymore. You know, that's why we don't, we don't really stick to anything for too long. Do we? No. I mean, we do it for a while, beat it to death and move it on. Sure. And we don't even do it that much anymore either, because we don't have any segment that we used to do a lot. I mean, we mm-hmm. used to, we used to have bumpers because oh, yeah. we used to have a regular segment, mm-hmm. and, and probably the only one that's held on through the years that, that we did a few weeks back was Harry Chapin, Judge Aiken, and Judge Aiken, and we got a lot of Judge Aiken material that we're gonna do <laughs> eventually, right? You know. <laughs> But because of your arm and all that other stuff, you know, yeah. I didn't, uh, you know, because of all the issues you've been having yeah. over the last few months. Maybe next week we'll do Judge Aiken. All right, because there's a lot of material stacked up for Judge Aiken. <laughs> but that's a funny one. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> what is that? Your manager is on the phone? Yeah, he is I'm boring him. preaching at him? Yeah, I'm boring him. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's kind of funny because, uh, you know, I've been doing these life coaching things, right? Sure. Those sample sessions. And I've been mm-hmm. talking to some of the fans sure. who signed up for this. And one of the things that I've been having difficulty with, with doing the uh, life coaching. And if you're, you know, you asked to have a session, your session's coming up very soon, by the way. So cool. if you haven't heard from me, you're going to hear from me very soon. But regardless of that. These life coaching sessions have become, it have become, well, this was my opportunity to talk to you. Oh, of course. I think you saw that coming. Well, I did. And I try to keep focused on the life coaching thing. And it's like, well, let me make you a deal. You do the life coaching thing with me for 45 minutes. And for the last 15 minutes of the hour that I allotted you, I'll let you talk to me. Yeah, there you go. And then it starts into, remember that time you said, Uh (laughs) one of the ones that was brought up to me, and this was a long time ago, you said something that was so funny. You said, where do you draw the line, Aerosmith? Okay. That was funny to me. All right, then. 
I mean, I get the joke. Well, the the uh, the the person I was speaking to was a huge Aerosmith fan. Okay. And so he said, you said to this guy, where do you draw the line, Aerosmith? And I just fell off my chair. (laughs) Okay. I know it's always the ones that you're just like, yeah, whatever. That wasn't even funny. (laughs) But, but I'm an Aerosmith fan. So I got Mm -hmm. the joke right away and it was, holy shit. That's the funniest thing I ever heard. Oh, hilarious. (laughs) hey good whatever works right it's just an off-the-cuff thing you remember that you know this was you know what it reminds me of if you ever saw the old uh chris farley when on when he was on saturday night live and he was like interviewing say like paul mccartney Mm -hmm. remember that time you were working with john lennon and you wrote let it be yeah i remember that that was so cool (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly a fucking Randy Trask question. <laughs> it's like, okay. Remember that time that you did this and that? Oh, yeah, I kind of remember that. I was there. Yeah, it was great. Do you remember seeing me? <laughs> he, I gave you the peace sign. You gave me the peace sign. Threw the peace sign right back. Yeah. Connected right then and there. Remember that? I do remember that. For, I know you've seen three million other people, but do you remember me and you? We made that connection. Exactly. <laughs> but you know, it's been fun. It's yeah, been it's fun. of course. Yeah, you know, it's been fun, but but still, it's just the uh, you know, I, I I just I just look for the time I could talk to you. It's like, well, why don't we focus on you? It's this, this isn't about me, okay? Yeah. Let's focus on you. What what do you want to talk about? Yeah, well, I want to talk about you. nothing to talk about (laughs) nothing to talk about right yeah too funny but uh getting back to your whole thing with uh uh, guns and roses yes gnr kicked off their 2023 tour earlier today june 1st in abu dhabi in the united arab emirates at the something arena the largest indoor multi-purpose venue in the UAE with a seating capacity of over 20,000. I'm not going to read all this, but I'm just going to say for the first time, I think since they started touring back again, yes, they finally mixed up the set. Wow. With quite a few songs that they have not played in a really long well, time. I mean, if, if you are a GNR fan, Mm-hmm. And you haven't either been to the show or haven't seen some of the live shit on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You've seen the show. Yeah. So it's about time that they mix it up just a little bit. Don't you think? I agree. I will say they are given. They are giving people their money's worth, no matter what this ticket costs, because comparatively, what'd you pay for wasp? Um, 95 bucks. And you got what? Nine songs. Yeah. I'm, I have no idea what these GNR tickets cost. Probably a couple hundred bucks. I'm assuming big room like this. Right. 31 songs. Wow. That's a lot of songs. That's a lot of songs. And it doesn't look like any of these songs are like, um, what do you call them? Bumpers or, or, you know noise that has a name basically 
These are all songs. Well, let's let's figure each song is an average of four minutes. Yeah. So we got four times thirty-one. Hundred and twenty-four minutes. So two hours. Well over two hours. But that's if each is four. I mean, some yeah. of these songs yeah, like and then there's banter in between. And so yeah. you're you're getting two and a half, almost three hours of a yeah. show. Yeah. Oh yeah, because like some of these songs, like a strange is ten minutes. And you got solos and yeah, got, so uh, Civil War is five minutes or so. Yeah, yeah. So so you get two and a half to three hours of show. Yeah, it's I mean it's 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 solid. The the lot the list is solid. But I'll give them credit for um mixing up the set list. You know, I I just didn't think we were going to see that happen and um they've mixed it up. They've got some things that are usually the end of the set being early, like Welcome to the Jungle number 6. You know, like that's early in the set. Right. Welcome to the Jungle pretty early. Um Here's the songs that they mixed in that they have not played in at least 15 years. Uh, Bad Obsession, first time since 93. That's a real long time, 30 years. Pretty Tied Up, first time since 92. Um, Down on the Farm, first time since uh, 2006. Uh, TVI, which is a Stooges cover. First time they ever played that. Uh, Anything Goes. First time since 88 that they've played. Uh, that surprised me. I like that song. You like that song? My way, your way, anything yeah. goes tonight. Yeah. Sure. And uh, let's see. And that's it as far as the real old ones. But then there's other ones that are still first time. They haven't played them in like five years or so. Nice Boys and This I Love and... You know, I mean, it's a, it's pretty good. Played the slit, played the Velvet Revolver cover, a Slither. Not a bad. I mean, it's not a bad list. I mean, it's not. Is it still overloaded with songs that they always play? Yeah, but. But that's what people want, though. Yeah, I mean, that's it. I mean, there's they're giving people what they want. Still a little too heavy on the Chinese democracy for my taste, but you know, I mean, whatever. But. They, they're playing them. They sound good, other than Axel sometimes. What happened to his high voice? His high voice is like Mark Slaughter high now. Right. So, like, I'm, I'm going to play. Um, I'll play Anything Goes. His His high voice is just too fucking high. Where's that? Check, Check this out. This is Anything Goes. From GNR. I think. Whoops. Is it me or has he lost the grit to his voice? Well, I'm not very clean. Yeah, he, he's clean. I, I'm not sure if he's doing something different or uh, taking kind of like pred, prednis, is it prednisone or for the, for the throat? Yeah, because uh, Jack Russell 
uh, he kind of OD'd on that, which is what caused him a lot of his health problems. Really? Yeah. Prednisone? Yeah, he just did way too much of it. That's what I was taking for my shoulder. Yeah. And then uh, I I don't know. I mean, the the one thing that surprises me after all this time Mm -hmm. is that Axel hasn't been able to slim down enough. Why would he? I, well, again, I don't know. I, it's just from a per, you know performer uh, standpoint. I'm just surprised he hasn't. I mean, he looks a lot better than he has from the beginning of this Never in This Lifetime tour. Sure, but uh, I'm surprised he hasn't. Uh, you know, uh, with it, with all the money and resources and assets and everything that he has, I'm surprised mm-hmm. he hasn't just really take. I mean, look at Duff. That, that guy yeah. looks just as lean and mean as he has ever since he was in his 20s. But he never gained any weight. Slash is thicker, too. Yeah, he's a little thicker, but he, he doesn't have the pudge. You know? No. I think Axel doesn't care. He doesn't care if he's fat. He's married now. <laughs> he's he? married. I think he is, or he's like long-term dating or something. All right. I think. One, one way or the other, he doesn't need to look good. He's right. got, look, he makes a million dollars a night. I agree, but you know, I, I guess from personal pride, it would if it was me, I would just go, you know, I need to I need to tighten that thing up and just look my best. You're making that kind of money a night, the last thing you're gonna do is suffer for your craft. <laughs> That's why there's no music. There's been one fucking album in thirty five years. True. Because he ain't suffering for his craft. He's a fucking zillionaire. He doesn't have the drive to, to suffer for his craft. He's happy. He's happy in pizza. He likes it. All right, a little more of Anything Goes. You know what's the other thing that's different with Axel? What's that? He doesn't run anymore. Yeah. You know, and he's not wearing that big ridiculous hat anymore either. <laughs> no. But I, I mean, remember when. Yeah, he's when from, you, from side stage. He was like. I decide. He was, he was yeah. like Gary Sharon without the faggy moves. <laughs> yeah. I mean, watch this. He's over here on the corner. When in the old days, when he's over on the corner, next thing you know, he'd be darting across the stage. Now watch him. He just casually walks out of this. He just kind of takes a few steps. Ah, let's walk over there. Yeah. You know. <laughs> hey, he sounds good. Hey, he sounds pretty decent. Yeah, he sounds really good. His he, his he's you know tightened up his voice. Yeah, I mean it's a little clean, but I'll play a little bad obsession. All right. Don't 
So there you go. So who's this uh, guitarist on the uh, far left? That's Robin Fink. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he he kind of really looks like the whole Izzy. You know, yeah. looks like the Izzy guy. <laughs> He's the new Izzy. Yeah, he is. I mean, he really does look like him. Yeah. He sounds, I mean, he sounds okay here too. I mean, yeah, he sounds, you know, he's, he, his voice seems to be better than it did early yeah. in the GNR reunion uh, shows. Mm-hmm. It's hard to tell here, but are they starting to get that mellow thing going now? Yeah. They're, they're kind of relaxed. They, yeah, they, don't, they don't quite have the uh, edgy. Yeah. They're not, there's no oomph to this yeah, anymore. There's no, there's no frantic. Yeah, it's definitely no. Rolling Stones era now. It's you yeah, can't I always agree. get what you want. Yeah, that's a that's a good comparison. Yeah, it's definitely a lot mellower than well, they, they've kind of they've kind of settled into mm. the pocket now after all yeah. these years, right. five whatever years it is that they right. doing this. It's Richard Fortas. Oh, Richard Fortas. Okay, that was in that period where there was like forty three guys in the band. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But yeah, he, he fills that uh, Izzy slot pretty good. Yeah. I like when he sings for the Black Crows, personally. <laughs> but yeah, there you go. So that's 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 what's up with GNR. They're, um, I don't know if there's any more video. You want to hear this pretty tied up video? Yeah, let's see. Let's see that. All right. I can't tell from watching this, but you know, because obviously the amplification is different and whatnot, but I will say the slash shows were a lot more raw. Yeah. A little more energetic. Yeah. And just a lot more raw than this. This is, this is pretty mellow. Well, again, they, they've got the million dollar production and you know, they can just Again, it's not Coast. a it's not a spontaneous band anymore. It's, no, I mean we're we're familiar. We're we're like an old married couple now. Mm-hmm. You know, we we may not like each other, but we're stuck with each other, and this is our legacy, and this is what we do. And right. you people come out and spend you know hundreds of dollars to come see us, and this is what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Well, there it is. That's what you're getting. All right. and roses. Yeah. But these are a bunch of 60 year old men, you know, performing songs that uh, 20 plus year old men used to perform yeah. you know, 40 years ago. Yeah. I'm not a hammer. I'm, I'm just the opposite. I'm saying bravo to them for mixing up the set finally. Yeah. But, but they're GNR and they've got a uh, 35 year legacy. Mm-hmm. You hate to say that because GNR, you know, when you think back, when when they came out and we were all familiar with sweet child mine and welcome to the jungle and all that other stuff sure you know uh, you know for a guy like me i sit there and go wow that just seems like yesterday 
Yeah, it and really then, does. And then you go, holy shit, that was 35 years ago. Mm-hmm. Well, dude, I'll tell you what's crazy to me. When I saw him on Use Your Illusions, seems more recent to me than when I saw him with the Beastie Boy guy on with Buckethead. Right. That seems like an like a million years ago. That was what two thousand one or two or something like sure. that. And seeing them on um, Use Your Illusions was obviously what ninety two, right? You know, I saw them at Shoreline Shoreline Amphitheater with um, Skid Row, and that seems like that was yesterday. Like you're saying, that seems very, very close. But it is what it is, man. I guess the, the shows that were better, you remember better. I agree. So.